Hey, Jeff and Scott, this is Owen Anderson. As you know, I'm a huge fan of your show, Fully Opposable. Uh, I have no questions or anything. I just wanted to just share with you guys that you guys have done such an amazing job with the figure community. What you guys have done for the figure community is just amazing. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for what you guys do and keep up with the great work. You know, you've had so much success. You've just been doing great. Keep up the great work. Thanks, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a Charger product? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream will rise to the top for oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 231 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast and G.I. Joe Podcast, apparently. And energy drinks. <laughs> and energy drinks. My name is Jeff. Sitting alongside next to me is my real-life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what is going on over there, man? Well, as usual, another beautiful day going on here. I have Power Punch Bang running through me fueling me, getting me ready to talk wrestling figures, and apparently uh, G.I. Joe as well. So we've covered the energy drinks, still have G.I. Joe and wrestling to get to. But uh, aside from that, still same old, same old around here. Your beard is just like gigantic right now. It's out of control. And I'm slated to go back to the office first week of July, so basically right after the fourth holiday. Mm -hmm. And my lady that cuts my hair and does my beard and everything was like, just give me a week notice. So I'm going to be getting in touch with her next week and enjoy this whole show while it's going on, dude, because in about two weeks, it's all going to be shaved down. When you go back to work, make sure you have your lucha masks. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it, dude. When I go back, it's going to be gloves. Well, that's a new thing for California. Uh, Just today, the day that we're recording, they made a rule where everybody has to be wearing masks now uh, to really cut down on the spread as things are opening more back up around here. So the masks are a must now. So yeah, masks, gloves, all that good stuff when I go back. Because working in IT, I'm constantly touching people's computers and printers and keyboards and you name it. And rather not spread the gunk, I can't bring that home. So yeah, full protection when I get back to work for sure. I might even have a cool custom mask coming my way soon, Jeff. Ooh, I'm interested in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If anybody would like to get any of our t-shirts, any of them at all, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. Any shirt sold this month goes to colorofchange.org. All proceeds will go over there from t-shirt sales. And Scott, GBM has a shirt as well on Whatamaneuver. He does. Uh, Good Brother Mike has his store set up on whatamaneuver.net. Head over there, pick up his... It's a great-looking shirt. It's very inspired by the the shield pose with all hands in. It's all about unity. All proceeds from GBM's shirt will go to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. So support us, support GBM. More importantly, support those causes because all of our funds from those shirt sales are going to go directly to those organizations. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WF 
P. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on FullyPosablePodcast.com. Download that Podbean app if you are on the go. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbase, Spotify, Google Play. We are all over the place, Scott. We are all over the map. Look at us. Two jabronis, dude, just all over the place. (laughs) Please rate and review on iTunes. Like this week, Scott, it comes in from D-S-T-R-O-H Mang. Destro Meng. I like the name Destro. He gave us a sweet four stars. Four? Four. That's okay. It's not a one. I'll take it. He says, the title of this one is Please. And he says, just say Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the sweet four stars. (laughs) So you cost us a star because you have to every week call it the Book of Faces. You know what's funny, dude, is even if I was to even go back to saying Facebook in my spiel, I don't think I could because my brain is so trained to (laughs) just say the book of faces. It's wired for the book of faces. I love it. You can't even say (laughs) Facebook anymore. Well, he has one of your favorite G.I. Joe characters and Meng. And I like Meng. Meng was cool. So uh, thank, thank you for the sweet four stars. That's still a rating and thank you. Yes, we'll take it. Thank you for the review. And Jeff... Try to work on your brain wiring. Try saying Facebook every now and then. What? <laughs> It'd be like us trying to stop saying dude. Ain't that the truth. Thank you, Destro Mang. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, before we get into the FOCO ad, as you guys heard on the beginning of the show, Owen Anderson sent in a very nice message, and that really meant a lot to us. Owen does the WWF Federation Fanatic podcast, so give that a listen. Owen does reviews of shows that are about 25 minutes, the podcast is, so give that a listen. And Owen, thank you so much, man. I've enjoyed talking to you as well over social media. Thank you, Owen. Scott. Foco. Jeff. Yes. Do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of course you do. Foco.com is here to help. With Foco's WWE bobbleheads, you can visit Suplex City with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, let in the fiend Bray Wyatt, and break some glass with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Foco's line of WWE bobbleheads includes all your favorite superstars and legends from then, now, and forever, including Becky Lynch, The Rock, Ric Flair, John Cena, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from FOCO are handcrafted and hand-painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to FOCO.com now. That's F-O-C-O.com, and one more time, just for you, Jeff, F-O-C-O.com, where, at checkout, You can use code WFP10 and save yourself a sweet 10% off everything in your cart. And Jeff, they do have the newly released Hulk Hogan and Undertaker bobblehead. So if you want to add those two to your FOCO bobblehead collection, head over to FOCO.com, throw them in your cart. When you go to checkout, use code WFP10, save yourself 10% off. I posted a couple pictures from our LJN collection and I posted it on Facebook and somebody actually caught the warrior Foco in the back, the bobblehead. I had it in the back of the picture and the guy was like, dude, I love that warrior bobblehead. I was like, Oh, did you use our code? He goes, no, I didn't know what there was a code. I was like, ah, dude, you missed out on 10%. Oh, you got to save that money. 
Yeah. Head on over to foco.com, WFP10. Check out all their sporting lines over there, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, whatever you are a fan of, they have it over there. Scott, did you do any toy spotting? I did a little bit. I tried to get the Cobra Commander uh, variant because essentially it is a variant. It's the same figure that's going to be released in their main wave in Series 2. But unfortunately, missed out on it. The it, it's Some weird app called Network, but it's N-T-W-R-K. Uh, they hate vowels, apparently. So they left those out and just called themselves N-T-W-R-K. And I don't know if the vowels would have helped their cause because apparently the app kept crashing and people couldn't get the figure. It was a huge fiasco. Hasbro should have just gone through Hasbro Pulse. Uh, Network ended up boning a lot of the collectors and there was a lot of rage on the Book of Faces or as some might call it, Facebook earlier in the G.I. Joe groups that I'm in. So great (laughs) anger. People are uh, lighting their torches and sharpening their pitch. Can you sharpen a pitchfork? Well, if you can, they're certainly doing it now and they're going after work because you can't pronounce the e or the o so anyway missed out on the variant cobra commander no big deal and worked out a deal with reverend e hoops on his gi joe figures so getting a sweet deal on those and no wrestling to report i did the big megalopolis pre-order uh got my legends at target pre-ordered a few weeks ago so that's pretty much it for me i've got quite a bit tied up so pumping the brakes for a little bit Dude, people are loving the uh, G.I. Joe talk, but what's funny is, is I get a text message from Soda Hunter, and he goes, look what showed up in my Facebook feed. And sure enough, right there was an ad for G.I. Joe's. And he goes, G.I. <laughs> Joe's only enter my life one time a week, and it's when I'm listening to you guys. <laughs> Big Brother's listening. <laughs> yep. He goes, Facebook is listening to the show, talk about G.I. Joe's, and thinks, I want G.I. Joe's, but that is not the case. He goes, I have no interest in G.I. Joe's. Well, it's crazy with G.I. Joe's right now, and I've, I've said it so many times that it's such a great time to be a, a wrestling figure collector. Well, now that translate over to G.I. Joe because nostalgia is in full swing right now. And there's a lot of older toy lines that are starting to resurrect themselves. He-Man, G.I. Joe. Uh, we still have all those cool wrestling lines with Super 7 and uh, their NJPW line with FTC, with Boss Fight. Of course, Mattel's still playing in the game. Lots of different wrestling figure lines. G.I. Joe's coming back. He-Man's coming back. And G.I. Joe, not only do they have that six-inch classified series that's their brand new one, they're going to have a Walmart exclusive that is the three-and-three-quarter-inch line. Pulling it directly out of 1982, it's going to be figures and vehicles exclusive to Walmart. And those are going to be releasing before the end of the year. Apparently, Canada has already gotten their shipments in, so it's literally just watching social media every day waiting for the pictures to drop. So it's it's really a cool time to be a G.I. Joe collector because, like I said, nostalgia really in 2020 is just taking over. We had a bunch of 80s hair metal bands that were supposed to go on tour this year before the coronavirus <laughs> hit, which I, I was going to go to Motley Crue in July. That got pushed out to next September. But, I mean, a bunch of hair metal bands were going to come back this year and do summer tours and tour during the course of the year. Wasp, as a matter of fact, was supposed to do... Uh, I think it was called like the Headless Tour. So basically from the Headless Children back, they were going to do all their old stuff. And I've never seen Wasps. So I was over the moon like, yes, finally. Well, that obviously got canceled. So hopefully they come around next year. 
But, I mean, nostalgia is in full swing right now, and I'm loving it because, Jeff, you and I are 80s kids. And as Ben from Megalopolis called it, the golden age of toys, I can't argue with that. We certainly did grow up in that golden age of toys. And I'm literally just waiting on that announcement that says, hey, Mask is making a comeback. And then the circle will be complete. We've had Thundercats come back. We have Turtles over and over again from all sorts of different lines of Turtles. They've even had wrestling Turtles. And, I mean, all the wrestling lines that are out right now, G.I. Joe, He-Man, it's just a resurgence. Trans old Transformers, dude. I saw the, uh, what is it, Soundwave was the old boombox, the Decepticon boombox with some yep. tapes. They re-released him, Optimus Prime. I mean, straight pulled him out of the 80s. So nostalgia is in full swing. I'm loving it. My wallet's unhappy. But, dude, what a time to be a toy collector. Not just wrestling figure collector, but a toy collector if the 80s is your jam. Do you want to tell your great white story? Oh, God. <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> it's, it's a little blue. <laughs> this is my very first concert, and Scott gets made fun of by the lead singer. Yeah, so it's your first concert. It's my second concert, right? I was, <laughs> I was bugging mom and dad so bad to go to Day on the Green at the Oakland Coliseum. It was Metallica... I want to say Queensryche was there. It was like four or five bands. Guns N' Roses? No, 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 no. Not that one, because I did go to that one. But this was in 90... Was it 91? Maybe 91? But Metallica was playing... Or it could have been 90. 90 or 91, somewhere in there. Anyway, Metallica was playing Day on the Green at the Coliseum. This was before the Body Count Guns N' Roses and Metallica tour, Jeff. This was like a year or two oh. before that. Yeah, they did Day on the Green with some other bands. And I was bugging mom and dad. I'm like, I want to go, I want to go. But dad had that whole thing where he didn't want me to go to concerts for whatever reason. Well, they finally let me go to a concert. And it was the same day as Day on the Green. But instead of Day on the Green with Metallica, I went to Great America and saw Warrant, Trickster, and Firehouse. <laughs> that was my first official concert. And dad was okay with it because it was at an amusement park which I guess is way less dangerous than going to arena and see a concert, but that's beside that. Anyway, fast forward like six or seven months later, I get to go to another concert. And that ended up being Kiss at the Coliseum on their revenge tour. And Jeff, that was the concert that you went with me to. Yes. And it was you and I and Big Dave. Yep. We're sitting, so if Kiss is facing the audience, we're to the right of the stage. If Kiss is facing us, we're to the right of the stage. Great White was the opener for that show. Nobody wanted to see Great White. I, I don't even know if some of the members of Great White wanted to see Great White. The crowd <laughs> was dead for Great White. It just, I mean, they were there to see Kiss, right? Not the opening band. Great White didn't have a huge following. Anyway lead singers on stage and they're doing one of their songs and the three of us are sitting down and he comes over to our side of the stage. His name is like Jack. I think it's Jack white. I think is his name. And he motions over to our side of the stage and he's like, get up, get up. You can sit down at home, get up out of your seats. And I think either big Dave or myself, like flipped him off or something. We're like, shut up. And he, he looks directly at us like uncomfortable eye contact to the three of us. <laughs> And he goes, you can go home and sit on your mother's face. <laughs> I'm like, and this is why dad didn't want me to go to a concert. Because the lead <laughs> singer of the band is telling me to go home and do this to mom. Completely unacceptable. And my little brother's here. <laughs> Dude, I remember looking at you and you looked over at me like, 
was that directed at me? And I was like, <laughs> I think so, dude. <laughs> it was uncomfortable eye contact to the point where like all these years later, we still talk about it. And that was like almost 30 years ago, dude. So just funny. Still one of my favorite concert going moments because it was my very first concert. I want to say it was Trickster Great. Wait, was it Great White Trickster Firehouse and then Kiss? Or was there only three bands? I don't even remember any other band aside from Great White opening for Kiss. I thought it was just Great White. I thought it was Great White and Firehouse and then Kiss or something like that. I probably blocked it out because at that point I had seen Firehouse or Trickster more than I had seen my favorite band. So super embarrassing. But anyways, that was one of the funniest things that like has ever happened to me at a concert. (laughs) I'm like dying laughing in my seat. How did we get on that topic? Oh, because I brought up tours, right? Hair metal tours. You brought up Wasp. Okay, gotcha. Okay. 80s hairs band. Yeah. Yes. What a resurgence for that this year too, man. Everybody was coming back. Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Wasp was coming back. Skid Row will never reform, but Kiss, I mean, they were full swing into their farewell tour. And then this hit, it really killed, killed the year of the hair metal comeback. So I'm hoping <laughs> 2021 continues with what was supposed to happen this year. This past weekend, I ended up redoing my figure room because I'm read. I redid the back room. It took, and you guys saw it on Twitter. I did a time lapse video of redoing the room completely. So everything that's hung up right now, minus a couple figures, everything is all autographs. So like right now in front of me, I have the Shockmaster one where it's signed in pink. He's turned upside down, but everything's autographed all around me. And this room is just. It was great before, but now it's even better. So it took us about six hours to redo the room because Celeste came in after I had just started taking figures off the wall. And she goes, what are you doing? I was like, I have no idea. I'm just taking figures off the wall and I'm going to rehang them over here. She goes, it needs to have a structure. And I'm like, okay. She goes, so like you have all the Jack's Classic two packs over on one side of the wall. Below that, you should put the Jack's Classic three packs. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And she goes, and then have that one wall just be all signed Jack's Classics. I was like, okay, that makes total sense. So anyway, she kind of put me in line after I just started just terrorizing the room. (laughs) So anyways, you guys saw everything. You saw the final video. Uh, The following day, I had to clean up the room. Now I'm actually working from the back room. It's awesome. I love it back here, dude. It's a nice little workspace, I guess you could say. That's awesome. It's cool being surrounded by the things that make you happy. And that's exactly what that room is. It's so awesome, dude. So got a stand-up desk. In fact, I'm podcasting from it, standing up right now. This is the very first time I've ever stood up podcasting. (laughs) You're like, I don't know what to do with my arms. Seriously, dude, I'm like moving around. I'm like, okay, I can't touch the desk, but I have a shock mount. But, you know, will it rattle? Will it come across? Whatever. Anyways, (laughs) first world problems, right, dude? Yeah, exactly podcast life issues (laughs) so but anyways i did that but on sunday i had to go to walmart and the two walmarts out here are actually closed due to the riots so i had to go out to livermore to pick up the totes and maybe a few other things that we needed that we had on a list so i get into walmart now this is the first time i've been toy spotting in weeks i'm like thinking elite 76 is dropping They're going to be stacked with them. I walk in. There's not that many people there. This is great. I walk straight. The first thing, beeline straight for the toy aisle. I walk back. They had three basics and five battle packs. Oh my gosh. And I was like Grandpa Simpson walking down 
I see the figures and I turn back around, right. dude. I was like, <laughs> right back out. <laughs> so I was like, screw this. Well, it's nice to see nothing has changed. Uh, right, right. I have been ordering Elite 76 off of eBay. I've been finding some killer deals on there. Oh, nice. And then also uh, Keith Brockus has helped me out with a couple other figures from that line. So I'll be having those come in. The other thing that I purchased was off eBay. So I had had my eye on this Lex Luger Deluxe Classic and I started watching it and it was getting close to closing time. And the guy, he had it like a buy it now for 36 plus like $6 shipping. Mm hmm. He kind of sent over a private message, not a private message, but like a private offer to me. So there were no bids at this point? No, nothing. Okay. And he reduced it down to $30 and free shipping. Oh, dude. Dude, I jumped on that right away. I was like, okay, I can add that to my deluxe classics. For sure. That's not bad right there. That's a good deal. Tell me about it. So anyways, I ordered that. So I'm pretty stoked to have that coming in. Very cool. Yeah, that's a good addition to the collection, dude. And those deluxe classics are so sweet. I love them, dude. I'm I'm staring right at them because they're right next to me. Like right now I have a Kevin Nash with an autograph on it. Uh, Jim Neidhart, unfortunately, it's torn down at the bottom and that's the way I bought it. But Jim Neidhart was signing autographs and I needed the Jim Neidhart Deluxe Classic to get signed. So I had to purchase the one that was torn on the pegs. I got Brett next to him. I Now these ones aren't signed, but I got the British Bulldogs Deluxe Classics that are my second and third favorite figure of all time. Down below that, and then I got Million Dollar Man next to him signed. That's another great figure right there is the Million Dollar Man. Fantastic figure. That was my weekend of doing toy spotting and actually doing finger poke dooms, I guess I could say. That's great. And did you go through some old totes as well in the garage? Yes, I sure did. And dude, you know what's funny is I'm popping them open, and the only thing I can see is dollar signs from everything that's going on right now. Oh, it's Goofy Town. I, I can't do it. I just can't. Like, even duplicates I have, I was like, I, I can't, man. Like, I'll give you an example. I've got that error Roman Reigns with the goatee-less Roman. Yes, yeah. And I have the regular Roman, retro, and I'm like, I could sell just the regular and be happy with the the error one. But I can't do it, dude. I just can't. Nothing, like, I just can't pull the trigger. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's That's not why you're in the game. And we had that whole conversation or discussion last week. You're in the game for different reasons and to each their own, but you're not the type to just want to resell figures. You're the type to just want to keep them because they mean something to you. So anyways, that was my exciting weekend with playing with figures, redoing the room, going to Walmart, being Grandpa Simpson and just turning right around out of the toy aisle. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you're like, oh, yeah, this is why I haven't done it in a while. (laughs) (laughs) It's just easier to order offline, I guess. Yes, for sure. Scott, we've got a lot of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, before we jump into the news, why don't you go over that Manscaped ad? Yes, the news this week, Jeff, is brought to you by Manscaped. And Jeff, flowers are blooming. The grass is growing, and it's time to mow your lawn. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim the hedges below the belt safely and efficiently. I am talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped is here to make sure your balls are smooth and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0, precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. 
The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof, cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls, and all three of yours, Jeff, are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg. And as our treat, you'll find the Crop Reviver, which will keep your balls smelling fresh just like spring flowers. Subscribe to the perfect package and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays hygienic and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs, which are awesome and super comfortable. This is the perfect package for your perfect package, even though yours is a little misshapen, Jeff. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WFP20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WFP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code WFP20 because Jeff it's spring cleaning, baby, and your three balls will thank you. You know what's funny, dude, is now that I'm podcasting from the back room, the sun beats in on this back room. So, you know, I would be getting a little swampy back here, but I thought ahead. I was smart, and I got my reviver, I got some uh, pH balance, and I rubbed it in, and I'm good to go. Like, dry as a daisy. Uh, nice. Well, I'm not going to do the sniff test. I'm going to take your word for that. Uh, that's good to hear. I actually ordered the Weed Whacker today, Jeff, on your recommendation. Uh, went to checkout, put in code WFP20, and boom, 20% off. So I'll have the uh, Weed Whacker nose trimmer. Again, on your recommendation, we discussed it last week. It, it just trims those thing off. No ingrown hairs. Makes it nice and clean. Um, I'm looking forward to getting it. I'm telling you, dude, you're going to love it. I still have not had an ingrown hair inside the nose, dude. It's This is awesome, dude. I can't I can't rave about that thing enough. Between the boxer briefs, the lawnmower, the weed whacker, these guys have you covered. WFP20 at checkout. Save yourself 20% off and free shipping. Scott, last week we were talking about San Diego Comic-Con and what figures they could be releasing. And I said, Jeff Jarrett, well, there is actually some Jeff Jarrett news. Are you ready? I can't wait. So this comes from on the wrestling figs message board, Hollywood North Hogan. He said, while there are still many of us waiting for an update on a possible Jeff Jarrett figure, it still looks like it will be a ways away. Apparently Jeff Jarrett and Anthem are headed back to mediation soon over GFW shows being used with Jarrett's permission. A small tidbit within Double J's original lawsuit from an early 2019 was a request for Impact to cancel the trademark on his name. He followed, he says, I don't know for sure if that request is still a component to this lawsuit, but with a new court date coming, I just wanted to update folks who haven't heard the news and are eagerly awaiting a Jarrett figure. Christopher Dean actually had messaged me after he listened to the show last week, and he told me that same thing. He goes, Anthem and Double J are still having issues regarding the name. So it looks like I might be wrong on the Double J figure for San Diego Comic-Con. Well, here's the thing with the Double J figure. Do you think that Mattel already has one sculpted 
and they're literally just waiting for this thing to resolve itself so that they can shoot him out a little bit quicker instead of waiting on word, okay, we now have Jarrett, get him sculpted, send him off. I'm wondering if they already have the sculpt job done and they're just waiting to push that button on the machine to pump out 10,000 Jeff Jarrett figures. No, I don't think so, dude. Honestly, no? I don't I don't feel that way. I just think that they're just waiting for that email to come over. Then they'll start sculpting. Then they have to do the tooling for the hat and the outfit. It depends on what Double J they're going to go for. Are they going to go WCW Jeff Jarrett? Are they going to go, you know, where he had the slap nut shirt? Or are they going to go Double J with the top hat and that uh, lace thing down the middle? We don't know. Uh, yeah, that's definitely the one that they're going to go with, the one you just mentioned. Uh, while it was not lace... Uh, it was, I'm sure, some other type of material. It was lace. I don't want to think that Jeff Jarrett was wearing lace. <laughs> I mean, look, it could have been his underwear, but I I don't judge. You know, to each their own. Do your thing. But he definitely did not have lace on his wrestling outfit. But no. it would be that mid-90s Intercontinental Champion Jeff Jarrett with the glasses, the hat. That is Double J Jeff Jarrett. And that has to be the first Jeff Jarrett figure out of the shoot by Mattel. It has to be. Scott, they are action figures. We mentioned them last week. It is a store out of Delaware. They showed off their ordering sheet again this week with even more names on it. Look at these bad boys tipping their hand. I love it. I did too. So let me go down the names that they had. So I'll start off with the elites because basically that's all we care about. Alexa Bliss, Angelo Dawkins, Bianca Blair, Davey Boy Smith. I'm going to pause right there. That was the one that got everybody talking because they're trying to figure out which Davy boy are they going to go for? Well, there's only one Davy boy when he was on his own in his single career. He was the British bulldog. The only time he was Davy boy Smith was either in stampede or as one half of the British bulldogs. So with that said, my fingers are crossed that it has to be, the British Bulldogs, Davey Boy Smith. But here's the flip side of that coin. There's no Dynamite Kid to go with him yet. Unless Dynamite was supposed to be the big reveal at San Diego Comic-Con. Which, dude, if we get British Bulldog Elites, 2020 will have totally redeemed itself. <laughs> Why would they make Davey Boy if Dynamite isn't too far behind him? That's the question. Well, LJN had no problem doing it. Okay, well, that was also 30 years ago, dude. Well, Galoo was going to have no problem doing it either. They were going to make Richard Morton and no Robert Gibson to go with them. Okay, yeah, that was 30 years ago too. But still, <laughs> still, we've been burned. I understand. But if there's no Dynamite, then the Davy Boy that's going to be coming out, it's either him in WCW with the long jacket, like picture the Clash of Champions where the Shockmaster, shout out Shockmaster, t tumbled on his head. Wait a second. In WCW, he was Davy Boy Smith? He was British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith, wasn't he? Or... Could, oh, wait. That's Okay, so that's a good question. See, I completely overlook his WCW run. It, okay, so I don't remember if he was Davy Boy Smith or the British Bulldog in WCW. Look, Chris DiPetrillo right now is screaming into his radio like, you guys are idiots. I, <laughs> I, I can't remember. So I'm hoping it's not Davy Boy Smith from WCW because that's essentially the same figure as British Bulldog. And that's that's going to be a no for me, dude. You want to get the WCW look? No. no. It's the same. It's There's no difference between his WCW and WWF British Bulldogs looks. There's no difference. None. Now, Davey Boy Smith from the British Bulldogs tag team, yes, because he's going to have short hair, hopefully. But, yeah, no, I don't want his WCW run figure. It's the same as all the other Davey Boy Smith figures that have come out. It's no difference. 
He had that cool jacket, though. I like the jacket that he came with, uh, th- that he had at WCW. Okay, so that's a British Bulldog that they haven't done yet, or Davey Boy Smith that they haven't done, is the WCW jacket. Ugh, ugh, okay. Or is it Davey Boy when he came back to WWF and was wearing the jeans? But that was British Bulldog. That He did not go by Davey Boy Smith then. He went by British Bulldog. In one of the vignettes in WCW, now that you've brought that up and gotten that train rolling in my head... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Davy Boy Smith and Sting do a vignette on a boat when they were about to face Sid and Vader and an evil midget crawled onto their boat and planted explosives? Something like that, yeah. Because, I mean, that happens all the time over at Venice Beach. There are a few Davy Boy Smith looks that they can go with. We'll see. But the only reason that the British Bulldog would make sense if Dynamite isn't too far behind him. Well, maybe that was supposed to be the big Comic-Con reveal, and we still have another month before we find all that out. But, I mean, now that I've seen that name on the list, you've brought me down a few pegs in my excitement when you mentioned WCW, because now that I'm thinking about it, okay, I think he did go by Davey Boy Smith in WCW, because I'm sure WWF had British Bulldog trademarked. And that sucks, because I don't want a Davey Boy Smith figure just to get the jacket. I want Davey Boy Smith from the Bulldogs, and I want him to come with Matilda. Moving on. John Morrison, Keith Lee Elite, Montez Ford. Here was another one, and I see this one getting scrapped. Rob Gronkowski. Please scrap it. Now, all these names are TBD, but they are action figs out of Delaware post this, so Gronkowski's name could have been hitting early, early lists. It could change. We'll find out, but that's what's going on right now. Why do you want that change? That's going to be a moneymaker, dude. Rob Gronkowski? Yeah, he'll be a great jobber in a lot of uh, figure feds. <laughs> or like a face in the crowd when people are doing crowd shots. This could potentially be his only Mattel elite. <laughs> Please scrap it. Come on, Mattel. Steve Austin. Here's another one that got a lot of people talking. It's funny, the legends get people talking. Hmm, well, I don't know. Which look do you go with with Steve Austin? So, everybody is putting their money down on the Hollywood Blondes look. Or stunning Steve Austin look. Oh, that would be solid right there. Because if you had to, you could pull the Pillman out of the uh, that one Elite series he was in. What was it 47 or something like that? And put him with the Austin from the Hollywood Blondes. That would still mostly work. Let the speculation begin. Those were the biggest names. Oh, let me finish it off. Finn Balor, Triple H, Nakamura, and The Rock. So, dude, like, I'm looking over this list. That's exciting. Street Profits and Bianca Belair Elites. That is going to be great. I am super excited for those. If they make solo cup accessories with the Street Profits, dude, take my money. Take my money. That is going to be awesome. A Keith Lee Elite, John Morrison Elite. We haven't had one of those in a long, long time. It's going to be hard for them to top that one that came with the red jacket, but I have faith in Mattel. They're going to knock a John Morrison figure out of the park. So great names on this list. I mean, aside from Gronkowski, but man, Davey Boy Smith, if we get the Bulldogs look, Steve Austin, if we get a Hollywood Blondes version, man, that's some strong elite assortment right there. Moving on to basics, Ricochet, Rhea Ripley, Humberto Carrillo, The Fiend, Braun Strowman, Big E, and Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox first figure. Solid, solid basics right there, man. Another Ricochet. Those do really well. Super excited about Rhea Ripley. Humberto's, I mean, that guy's been a workhorse for WWE. Good on him getting a figure finally. And dude, Tegan Knox, fantastic. I can't wait for a Shotzi figure to put with her. Oh, seriously, dude. That would be badass. 
Yeah, I'm excited for that Tegan figure. Also on their list, there was a thing that said TP action. And this time it's not toilet paper. What about total penetration? (laughs) (laughs) Look, total penetration is not a foreign thing in wrestling, okay? Big Dick Dudley used it as his finishing move. That is correct. Shawn Michaels used it as a finishing move on Sonny. And apparently Ahmed Johnson did too. So (laughs) it could be total penetration. We don't know. Allegedly, Ahmed Johnson... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, we'll go with allegedly. <laughs> okay, but more than likely, it stands for top picks. If we had to put an educated guess down. The funny thing is, is the next set of top picks are already hitting online retailers. Ricochet, Braun Strowman, although that series. So I, I'm kind of confused by the TP, but top picks is the only thing that made sense. But the names on here, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and The Rock. Moving on to Battle Packs. Roman and Balor, Banks and Bliss, Rock and Triple H. I thought that was kind of cool. Very cool. Undertaker and Jeff Hardy, dude. It has to be from that ladder match on Raw. No doubt. No doubt. That one's going to be really, really cool. A throwback Hardy, that's going to be solid. White tank top. He's going to have that short bob cut haircut. Yep. Cena and Orton and Bailey and Charlotte. You think Undertaker and Jeff Hardy's going to come with a ladder accessory? Would make sense, right? Make complete sense. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping the accessory is. I like the accessories that they're including in these battle packs now. The colored belts, I think, is solid. Also, I have a little bit more information from Steve Ozer on the Wrestling Figs message board. If you guys seen the recent Elite rendering of Drake Maverick, he just comes with extra hands. Somebody asked, is Elite 78 Drake Maverick going to come with more than extra set of hands? This is what Steve said. He comes with swappable hands, soft goods Maverick 24-7 shirt, and an R-Truth wanted flyer. I thought that was kind of cool, the flyer. Very, very cool. I like that. And good on Maverick, man. The guy's getting more figures put out. Just got himself a WWE contract. That's great for him. He's involved in a big feud right now with the cruiserweight or interim cruiserweight champion. So happy for that guy. That was a long list. They are action figures put out. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for the news. And, uh, you know, typically around this time of year, it's really, really slow for news because we're starting to cruise into that San Diego Comic-Con where things really dry up for the big reveals. So now that I've seen Davy Boy Smith's name on that list, Jeff, I'm changing my pick of last week with the Fabulous Freebirds, and I'm fully behind a Dynamite Kid reveal this year. On Instagram, they are action figures underscore Delaware. They are 61 Green Tree Drive, Dover, Delaware, 19904. Or you can just do a Google search for they are action figures. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, also on Twitter. But most of their stuff is done on Instagram. So I wanted to give them a shout out for supplying our show. Uh, Eric doing the favor was hitting them up, getting more information from them. Uh, Great job by Eric. Scott, we have breaking news. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> Scott, breaking news today. Entertainment Earth pre-orders 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Monday, 622 for the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive now here's the teaser that they put out they put out a old school looking ww well this one is an updated wwe logo 
but a WWF logo from a Coliseum home video. They just put out this little teaser and they said that this is going to be bigger than the Macho Man Slim Jim reveal. Impossible. Impossible. Is it impossible? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, from my standpoint, my point of view, that Macho Man Slim Jim, best figure of all time. How do you top that? I I mean, I can't think of one unless you give me gobbledygooker. Then we're having a conversation about this one trumping last year's. They've been great so far, but... Funny you mention that. Gobbledygooker is one of the names that has been popping up that people have been guessing. The other names, Jesse Ventura. That makes sense. A lot of people on the message boards and on Twitter are saying Mr. T. A lot of people are guessing that one due to the WrestleMania 1 VHS Coliseum home video. So let the speculation begin. But as of right now, those are the three big names that people are throwing out. And it's a first time in the line that's supposed to trump last year's. Man. Thank you for adding that. It is first time in the line and bigger than Macho Man. Dude, I, I have no idea, dude. The only one that really makes sense is Mr. T because they just announced just recently that he is getting a Funko. Chad Ecto Young pointed that out as well as a few others today. So the Funko news just dropped. So this makes sense that he would be getting an elite. Yeah, we had actually kind of talked about that a couple weeks ago when we were talking about his Funko coming out. We were wondering, does this open the door for Mr. T wrestling figures, be it Mattel or Storm or whoever jumping in and grabbing the license to do a Mr. T wrestling figure in that scale? I would love it. I mean, I'm thinking right now of my defining moments, Hulk Hogan standing next to my Mr. T San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Man, if only we had like a Piper's Pit playset. Oh, that'd be so sweet. Mr. T would be cool. I'm actually good with all three of those names. I don't know that any of them can trump last year's. That's going to be super tough to do. But if it's Jesse, do you go wrestler Jesse the body? Or do you go flamboyant announcer Jesse the body? Say from like WrestleMania 4 or WrestleMania 5. I don't know. I don't know which one I'd want. Give me both. Give me wrestler and announcer. Either one would be fantastic. I'm just thinking of the great accessories that come with that Jesse announcer. Oh, feather boa, sunglasses, the cool hat. Be wearing his leopard print leather pants, black jacket. Oh, dude, that would be a badass figure. But then gobbledygooker. I mean, dude, how long have we wanted a gobbledygooker figure? That would be incredible. With a big egg accessory to hatch out of? Get out of here. So I did a Google search regarding the original prototype that showed up at, I want to say that was 2011 Comic-Con, I think it was. Anyways, on the FIGS message boards back in 2012, someone actually asked about it, saying, hey, what's going on with the Gobbledygooker figure? And someone said that in the Q&A that the Gobbledygooker figure had a lot of negativity around it. Really? Like a lot of, a lot. Of, that's what Bill said in a Q&A. That's what somebody said on the message board. And also I've heard that for now, this doesn't really make sense, but someone said that Steve Ozer has said in the past that they have to get Hector Guerrero's rights to make the gobbledygooker figure. But if the gobbledygooker is a WWF property, then I don't understand why they would have to get Hector Guerrero. Well, do they also have to get Maurice's permission to use the gobbledygooker character? It's not just Hector that wore the costume. Shoot, you and I could wear the costume and be the gobbledygooker. I don't understand why you have to get the person that was in the costume's permission to use a WWF licensed character. That's just, 
that's just weird to me that they would have to go through Hector. But man, I really hope that that's not the holdup. And I don't understand the whole negativity towards that figure. I heard nothing but positive when it came to that thing. Everybody was going bonkers for that. Oh yeah, dude. It, it was a pure excitement from everybody that saw that thing. Like, yes, finally we're getting a gobbledygooker. And then poof, it was gone. Just disappeared like Hoffa, just gone. So look, any of those three speculated names are going to be home runs for me. I hope that on the package, that first time in the line, Coliseum Video Throwback sticker shows up. I I hope that's on the package because it is so cool. And any of those three names, if it is any of those three names, are going to be just a home run, but it's going to be a tall order standing up next to that Macho Man figure from last year. You know what? Now that I think about it, now I'm actually kind of letting it roll through my head. That actually does make sense that they would have to get Hector Guerrero's rights. Why? That's what they always do is they have to have the rights to make, even though it's a character that you can never see it was Hector Guerrero, maybe they have to have the rights to the person before they can make a figure of the person. So like, you know, they'd have to have the rights to Fred Ottman to make the Shockmaster, even though the Shockmaster is a character with a mask on. Well, right, but let's let's look at some costumes that people have worn over the years, and it's been multiple personalities underneath. The Conquistadors, right? They were an 80s tag team, but then Edge and Christian donned the gold costumes. So to make Conquistador figures, would they need to go back to the original Conquistadors, or could Edge and Christian be like, yeah, it's cool, make Conquistadors. <laughs> but like Maurice also wore gobbledygooker's outfit. So I, I don't know. To me, it was a costume, right? Conquistadors was a costume, gobbledygooker was a costume i i don't get that i i don't see why it has to be the personality underneath like doink for example was multiple people underneath the face paint is that a wwe character or is that specific to like matt Bourne or anybody else that was underneath the clown paint tbd scott tbd what you know the speculation is fun this is one of the really really fun parts of being a wrestling figure collector is exactly this this time of year waiting for that san diego comic-con exclusive to drop we are literally days away from the pre-order and not just that, but finding out who it is. In the past, we've had a heads up. This year, no heads up. It's just show up to the... Now look, I'm sure before Monday, something is going to leak. It always happens. But for me, I want to wait and pretend like Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time is Christmas morning and I'm going to open up Entertainment Earth and there is gobbledygooker. Jesse Ventura, Mr. T, or option D, whoever that might be, maybe Slick, maybe Captain Lou. I'm all for it. Bring it. 9 a.m., Entertainment Earth, which will be tomorrow after I drop the show. So Entertainment Earth pre-orders 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Let's see who it is. Yeah, I can't wait. And guys, don't forget, set your alarms. Get logged into Entertainment Earth at about 10 till because we all remember the fiasco it was last year trying to get through. Not as bad as that Cobra Commander pre-ordered crap that i had to sit through <laughs> oh don't get me started on that ntwrk we hate vals app oh screw those guys anyway they had a hard time last year with entertainment earth because all of us <laughs> hardcore collectors jumped on we wanted that macho man we had to have it they got backed up be patient keep hitting that order button and good luck guys i hope you all get one so scott what happened with that network app Dude, okay, so yeah, this is breaking news, so more has come out since we originally recorded. That app, right before the the pre-sale of the Cobra Commander figure, so the Cobra Commander figure was supposed to be, from all images shown, 
was supposed to be the San Diego Comic-Con Hasbro exclusive for this year, which was the same as the Cobra Commander coming out later in the year for Series 2, but this one was a variant. It was in light blue instead of dark blue. So the app all along is showing the light blue Cobra Commander in the weeks leading up to this, light blue Cobra Commander. Literally minutes before they go live with the sale for the figure, they put out a release stating, you may or may not get the light blue you're more than likely going to get the Dark Blue, which is the main release coming out in Series 2. But feel free to crash our servers and not get one anyway. This was minutes before they went live. This would be like Entertainment Earth telling us a couple weeks back, hey guys, Captain Lou is going to be the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive for this year. Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific time, log in, get your figure. And then they switch it around. They're like, hey guys, just kidding. This is just a regular John Cena figure with horrible hair. <laughs> it's the equivalent. It's the same thing. It's a bait and switch and it sucks. I have never taken so much pleasure in deleting an app and throwing an expletive at it while I did it to that NTWRK app. It's garbage. I rated it one star. Get out of here. You guys suck. And I don't know why Hasbro Pulse couldn't have hosted that, but ugh, garbage. Never again with that. Never again. NTWRK can suck it. And we also need Maddie Collector back. Oh, yes. Yes, that goes without <laughs> saying, and thank you for dropping their name on this show. Scott, that rounds out the news. Are you ready for some listener? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. Scott, first question comes in from Soda Hunter. Speaking of Soda Hunter, he says, I posed a question on Twitter with a poll, so I want to hear your opinion. This is a scenario that isn't planned yet, but I'm sure one day I will face in the future. Hulk Hogan charges a hefty price for an auto, so he charges anywhere from about 110 to 125 so that is a hefty price. So whenever I finally get the chance to meet him, I will only be able to get one item signed. These are my items I'm going to list the value of the items to add a layer to the question. Number one, defining moment signed in blue or red. The figure goes for roughly $80 to $100 right now. Number two, series one mint on card Hasbro signed in blue over the image. Mine is roughly an eight out of 10 on card and goes between 100 to 150 right now. Number three, Hollywood Hogan Funko signed in white. The pop is selling for almost $300 at the moment. These are the best Hogan items I have. I don't think there's a wrong answer, but I'm curious your thoughts. Choose one and fight. Well, let's not forget that we have an NWO Hollywood Hogan coming out in the Ultimate Edition. And those boxes lend themselves well to paint pen autographs on the front. So I think it's worth mentioning that one at least to maybe throw a fourth contender into the conversation, wouldn't you think, Jeff? I would agree to that. Okay, so let's throw that one in as well. And obviously, we're just going to have to throw retail suggested on that one of 30 bucks. Uh, look, you can't go wrong with any of the ones that you suggested, right? Even if it was a loose Hogan, you could put it into a top loader. Uh, I'm talking about a loose Hogan Hasbro. You could put it into the top loader, as you've discussed doing, Jeff, and you could have Hogan sign the top loader. Looks beautiful. I personally, just because of the way that my autographs are set up on my wall on the figures... A Hasbro would not lend itself to the flow of the boxes. 
So for me, a Hasbro would be out. It has nothing to do with the value. It's more aesthetic and how it looks up on the wall. So now you've got it down to the defining moment, which ugh, I don't know if it has a peg to hang it up because sometimes they had the little plastic piece so they could put them on pegs. Without that, you're either putting one on yourself to pin it up on the wall or you're leaving it on a shelf with the signature on it. I've seen autographed defining moment Hogan's they look beautiful specifically with that blue color soda that you mentioned they're outstanding and for me again dollar value of the figure doesn't weigh in at all i'm not in these to resell them this is me personally i'm not in them to resell them i'm in it for aesthetic value how good the figure looks on its own so for me choosing a figure to get signed i take the dollar value out of it i don't care if the figure means something to me it's on the table to get autographed funko's look beautiful signed Peyton has the Bailey one autographed in pink and I love it. Every time I see it, I'm like, man, that is a good looking signature. And the little window is the perfect spot for the signature size. It, it almost covers the entire figure and I love it. It looks great. So soda to give you kind of a non-answer, any of the above will work. I would probably me personally, just for aesthetic value, again, hanging up on my wall, I would toss out the Hasbro if you're going to be pinning the figure up on the wall, that might actually throw out the defining moments as well, unless as the little uh, sticky peg on the back. But let's not forget the ultimate edition. Those do have pegs so you can hang them up on the wall. They've got a nice big clear window on the front. So if and when you're planning on meeting Hogan, that figure might be out by then. So I would say add that one into your decision-making process. But you really can't go wrong with any of them. Those are all fantastic figures to get signed. I've seen the Defining Moments autographed. I've seen Hogan Hasbro's autographed. I've seen Funko signed. They all look great. For my purposes, again, probably not the Defining Moments, probably not the Hasbro. I would lean more towards the Ultimate Edition, most likely. That would be my pick. When I met Hogan, I had the Hogan LJN to get signed. If I didn't have the Hogan LJN, it was going to be the Defining Moments. Now, Jeff, does yours have, sorry to cut you off, but do you have a little sticky guy to hang them up on the wall or do you have to have yours displayed on a shelf? Are you talking about where they hang it up on the pegs? Yes. There's like a little plastic tab on some of the defining moments on the backside of the package so they could put them on the pegs. Some have it, some don't. So funny you mentioned that. I originally had the Razor Ramon, kind of going back to the defining moments, I had the Razor Ramon defining moment hanging up because I've got that one signed. It fell. It didn't hold it. So the Razor fell from high above and crashed down, dude, because the sticky thing that they put it up on the pegs, whatever, didn't hold. I mean, obviously through the through the weather, as I said, in this back room, the sun beats in. So beats in right in that spot of where Razor was. So Razor ended up falling. So what I would do is, and what Celeste has actually done for me as we continue to build this room, she got me these floating shelves. And you can go onto Amazon. That's probably your best price. So you can get three for 50 bucks. I'm putting my defining moments and my Kurt Angle autographed entrance great up on these floating shelves. So it's going to be the Four Horsemen four pack on one shelf, Brett and Razor on another shelf, and then below that will be Kurt Angle and Sting. Okay, well, there you go, Soda. Let that weigh into your decision, too, that if you do have a sticky tab on the back, if you hang it up, it could fall. Um, or you get some shelves and put the Defining Moment Hogan up there. I have seen the Defining Moment Hogan signed. It looked great. 
I absolutely love it. I hate pulling that one out of an equation, but if you do have a shelf to display it on, I would absolutely put that Defining Moment Hogan back into the equation for uh, for Soda Hunter to get signed. Now, if I was to meet Hogan, I don't know if I would go with Defining Moments or the card case and start building my Hasbro card cases to build onto another shelf. So that's another thing that I would be throwing into a weighing in a decision. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the, the Ultimate Edition packaging, how it's got kind of the white border on it, and then you'd have the black and white Hogan on the inside. I'm just thinking how cool a white signature in paint across that would be. I, I, man, I'm just thinking that would be awesome. Or even if you went with like multiple colors. Right. And had him, and had him sign in like red, yellow, and white, all like just a whole bunch of different colors across the front of it. That thing could really pop. And it does lend itself well to signatures. So I think we've got to throw that one in there. But for me personally, I wouldn't do the Hasbro. I just And it has nothing to do with the dollar value of the figure, just how it looks hanging up on the wall. It's kind of on its own because I don't have any Hasbro signed or any carded figures like that up on the wall. So I would, even the Funko, right? That, that's kind of an, an outlier. It's kind of a weird, it's just a box. So I can't really hang that up on the wall. But putting a shelf in Soto totally changes the game and opens you up more to, to different types of figures like your Defining Moments if it doesn't have the peg or the little sticky guy on the back. And Funko's as well. In fact, I believe in Peyton's room, we've got her Bailey uh, Funko on a shelf. So that's definitely the best way to display them. So hopefully, Soda, we answered your question in a roundabout way. Also, if I was to get the card case signed, I would be putting the mail-away Hogan in there, not any of the original three with the spring punch arm, Hulkster hug, or the press. And given that he's in red, would you go yellow paint? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would really pop well. But now that I'm thinking about it on the Ultimate Edition, because it is black and white Hogan, obviously the white would pop off of the Hogan. But do you think the white would blend into the packaging too much? Uh, No, I don't feel that it would because Hogan always wore a majority black with white kind of spread out throughout his gear. Okay. So the white would look good. I would probably go white on that one. I mean, you could go with any color. You can go white. You can go green. You can go uh, yellow if you want to. Any color will pop. Any lighter of the colors, I should say. The sky blue would look good from Posca. Uh, Any of those colors would look great on that. Okay. And Soda, if you do go with the Hasbro, man, how cool would it be to have them sign in red and yellow? As we've often seen them do with different color paints, like Hacksaw Duggan, for example, going with red, white, and blue paint. How cool would it be to have Hogan sign in red and yellow? Oh, that would be sick. Yeah, there's something to think about. (laughs) Thank you, Soda, for sending in your question. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here, back with that weekly submission. This week, I just want to give you guys my thoughts on the War Games playset that was revealed by Mattel. I'll be honest with you guys, I really didn't see this coming. I didn't think Mattel would release a War Games playset with two toy rings, let alone one with two elite scale rings, especially in a time where Toys R Us is MIA. So seeing this reveal really caused me to pop, and I'm definitely going to try and pick this up. Only other thing I have to say is I'm liking the slow increase of playsets Mattel is giving us, and I hope they keep it up. Mattel, I understand retail has a tight grip on you guys, but there is a demand for playsets, and if these things are selling fine, you should go forward in trying to release more online. Were you a fan of the playset overall, Scott? The War Games playset? Yeah. Yeah, I really am, and I really think that if people want the playsets to continue, be it in the basic form that we're getting with that War Games playset or real-scale elite playsets, 
you got to support the ones that they're coming out with. They're doing a wreck and play set to go along with that wreck and car that Braun Strowman came with. They're doing a wreck and play set. They're doing this war games play set. If you want them to continue, you got to put your money behind it. Much like the masters of the universe crossover line. If you want it to continue financially, you have to support it. You've got to keep those lines going by putting your money behind it. I actually think that war games play set is very, very cool. And actually JT, it's funny enough is the first one I thought of when I saw the pictures that I was like, Oh dude, JT, here you go, man. You're going to pop on this thing. I think it's cool. And I was also talking to Tim at a chair shot over text, like I mentioned last week. And while we would prefer the elite scale, you got to understand these things are designed for kids, right? That's your first focus is these things are designed for kids. That's who's going to be buying these things up. So you got to have some extra kid type features in there, like breakaway cage and breakaway door and all the accessories that they come with. I understand why they're going with the basic scale because to go elite scale, you're doing a huge play set. And as JT mentioned, Toys R Us isn't in play anymore to host something like this. But hopefully one day these things sell well enough to where Walmart or Target wants to jump in and go, hey, give us an elite scale one and let's see what happens. Probably not going to be a War Games, but you know whether it be the stage or something from a scaled down stage that we saw at Access from a couple years ago, even if it's just the entrance ramp, something elite scale that at least tells Mattel, yes, people want this or no, people don't. Throw it out there and see what happens. And I think this is a good step in that direction. Am I going to buy the War Games playset? Eh, we'll see. I don't know what the price point is on it yet, but we'll see. It's going to be a cool display piece. I'm really excited to see what the figure photographers do with it. Um, I'm more of a wait and see approach, but I do think the thing is cool, especially when you look at it with a kid's eyes. That thing's going to be a lot of fun to throw your figures into and play with. Thank you, JT, for sending that in. Scott, that rounds out the listener segment, and we are rounding out the show with Everyone Has a Price, COVID edition. So what do you say we jump into it? Let's do it. It is time to play Everyone Has a Price, COVID edition. This is where Scott will take four names or a two-pack. And I have to guess high to low or low to high based on eBay sold listings and see if I'm pretty close. And what do I win? Absolutely nothing. So don't ask. (laughs) You win Jack and like it. (laughs) So Scott, do you have four names or even a two-pack listed in front of you? No, I do not. Because, Jeff, this segment is more fun when I hit you with a chair shot. Would you like to know what I've done with Everybody Has a Price this week? Okay, I'm intrigued. Because it is the COVID edition, I figured why not pull pricing from one of the craziest price points in wrestling figures right now, and that would be the elusive Hasbro green card full seven figure series so i have to figure out seven figures yes you do from high to low or low to high it's your choice but this week everybody has a price for green card one two three kid yoko zuna the smoking guns barton billy gun adam bomb ludwig borga and evil crush and what i did jeff is i pulled the most recent sold listings but to go a step further with this because this is the special COVID edition I pulled the high 
and the low from the last two months. In addition to the sold, which is what we'll be basing your answers off of. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do you want to write down the names? So it's Adam Bomb. Yep. One, two, three, kid. Yep. Billy and Bart. Yes. Yoko. Ludwig. And Evil Crush. And Evil Crush. Thank you. Now, this does not include cards that were restores, meaning the bubble was glued back onto the card back. This does not include figure lots where maybe some green cards came in a lot of three, nor does it include buy it nows because they have the price scratched out. So it's not something I can look at to throw into the, the poll here for you to base your answers off of. So those are out. This is sold, posted pricing with the most recent sold that you're basing your answer off of. Okay, I'm going to be all over the board on this one, dude. Are you going to go low to high or high to low? I'm going to start with one, two, three, kid. As the high or the low? As the highest. And you would be correct with that. And I'm going to say he... Oh, man, I've seen his go up to 800. <laughs> really? 800? Is it higher than that? Well, like I said, I pulled highs and lows. And then I pulled most recently sold. So, go ahead. Um. Well, do I have to figure out an average price or am I... No, no, no. You're, you're guessing the most recently sold price. Okay. Well, I just recently saw $800. Okay. That was a couple weeks ago. So, with everything still spiking and the way that you sound, I'm probably going to go 1100 Okay. You're way high. 1000 You're still way high. 950 Still high. 800 Still high. Oh, okay. Well, this wasn't... What I was expecting. So I'm going to go 725. You're still high. Oh, Jesus. 6, 610. Okay. Now you're close. On June 18th, you are correct about him being the most expensive. June 18th, okay. 123 Kid Green Card Hasbro sold for $637. Now, the price was closer to 700 It was like 670 something on an ox because we're recording June 18th. One sold right before... We started recording, and that's the one I pulled the price on. Six thirty-seven sold on June eighteenth. Okay. By the way, did you see the Dusty Roads MOC Hasbro that sold for fourteen hundred on Mercari? Was it signed? No. What? Yes. Oh, dude. Okay, that's yeah. just dumb. Everything going on right now is dumb. But anyways, I mean, a signed Dusty Hasbro. Okay. We're, we're, I guess, in the ballpark with that, but come on. That messes with Wrestling Toy Tracker's... Uh, well, no, because that was from Akari, so it wouldn't mess with his uh, data. Yeah, thank goodness, man. I'd throw that one right out. Okay, so second highest, I would say Adam Bomb. You would be incorrect. Mm. And I'll give the the highs and the lows when we're done. When you've, when you've compiled your list, I'll throw out highs and lows for each figure. Ludwig? Incorrect. Wow. Uh, Yoko. Yes, you are correct. Would you like to guess what it sold for on June 6th? I'm going to say 460. Oh, dude, you're right in the ballpark. Oh. Yoko Zuna carded Hasbro green card sold for $425 on June 6th. <laughs> this is stupid, dude. Okay. Oh, but this is the COVID edition. This is the COVID edition. So. Exactly. Exactly. And this is one of the hottest things in wrestling figures right now is that Hasbro green card. Next up, I'm going to say Adam Baum. Incorrect. Wow. Ludwig. Incorrect. Evil Crush? Yes. 
Would you like to guess what Evil Crush sold for on June 17th? 385. Dude, you were almost spot on on that one. On June 17th, green card Evil Crush sold for $365. Ooh, I was I was close. Okay. You were very very close. Okay, I'm Adam Bomb. You would be correct. Would you like to guess what Adam Bomb sold for on June 17th? I'm going to say 315. You're high. 260. Oh, you, dude, you were right there. June 17th, green card Adam Bomb sold for and i think back to going into castro village toy shop and john pulling a full case of green card hasbros from behind the counter and putting them up on the counter and saying who do you want now if i could jump in my delorean hit 88 and go back to 94 I'd be taking that whole box with me. But unfortunately, I don't have a DeLorean that goes 88 miles an hour and goes back to 1994. So we're stuck with our Lucy's. That's okay. So I'm going to knock out the lowest one and I'm going to say Bart Gun. Oh, you're going low. Okay, you'd be wrong. Billy Gun. You'd be wrong again. No way. Ludwig is the lowest? That's correct. Wow. Okay. Ludwig is the lowest. I'm going to go 140. No, you're way too low. 190. Still too low. Man, 230? Close. Very close. On June 17th, green card Hasbro Ludwig Borg is sold for $237.50. Okay, so now it comes down to Billy and Bart. So Yep. I got to figure out which one goes in which order. Okay, the next lowest above Ludwig will be Bart. And he would be 242. <laughs> Dude. So you're wrong about who was next, but you had Bart's price almost to the dollar. So. Billy? It, yep. So Bart Gun sold on June 17th for $247.50. Billy Gun on June 17th sold for $240.50. This is ridiculous, dude. So let's get into the highs and the lows. And we'll start off with 123Kid, who's the most valuable figure in the Hasbro green card assortment. On May 30th, (laughs) this is insane, a carded 123Kid sold for $1,010. I don't know if it's the shaved eyebrows or what, dude, but $1,010 for a 123Kid mint on card. That was May 30th. That was the high. The low isn't too far off of what his sold value was on June 18th. The low, and this is with slight damage on the card, the low sold for $613 on June 10th. That is just ridiculous, dude. Now again, this does not include restores, lots, or buy it nows where it did not show the price. But that's the one, two, three kid value currently. And you know what's funny, dude, is when we started this podcast, the one, two, three kid mint on card was going for about two, 225 to 260. Yeah. So four and a half years ago, that figure was at 225 to 260 in that range. Yeah. So if you're getting into Hasbro's now trying to complete assortments or sets, dude, that's just, oh my goodness. It's it, You're literally pulling out a second out of your house to get these things or taking out a small loan or something. If you want to go back and collect these mint on card, don't. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> 
I don't know what you're going to wait for because I don't know if they're going to dip much lower than this. I, I really don't know, but it, honestly, looking at pricing, I think it's starting to plateau a little bit, dude. It just based on what I'm seeing. So let's get into Yoko Zuna next. The high on Yoko, $530. Here's the weird thing. That was on April 2nd, $530 mint on card Yoko Zuna. And that was on April 2nd. The low on Yokozuna, $200 on May 6th. Really, really strange. So I don't know if they were a little more scarce around there. So Yoko was drawing a little more money, but kind of a weird, weird number on Yokozuna. Next, we'll get into the smoking guns. We talked about the sold values. On May 25th, Bart Gun sold for $450. That's the high. On May 31st, Billy Gun sold for 450. Those were highs for both. So for the set, you're looking $900 on the high end. The low, Bart Gun on April 20th sold for $239.99. The low on Billy Gun is the sold value I gave you. $240.50 on June 17th. That's the low. Now, on April 15th, Someone sold a mint on card set of Billy and Bart Gun for 420 bucks. Next up, we'll get into Adam Bomb. The high on Adam Bomb on June 10th was $350. The low on Adam Bomb on April 18th, $159.50. Ludwig Borga. The high on Ludwig, June 6th, sold for $262.77. And on April 30th, Actually dipped below $200. April 30th sold for $179.50. That's a good deal right there. Yep. And rounding out, Evil Crush. The high on him (laughs) on May 30th, $519.33. The low on Evil Crush. Now this is the biggest change. The low on him. On April 11th, Evil Crush sold mint on card for $190. So a low of $190, a high of $519. That's a $300-something swing. Now, aside from 123Kid, which is the most expensive figure in the set, that was the biggest discrepancy I saw was on Evil Crush. And currently, like as of literally yesterday, just sold for $365. So looks like Crush is on the uptick for sure. 123Kid is kind of all over the board. But the rest of the set, man, if you've got a spare, like, I don't know, two grand laying around, get yourself a nice set of uh, green card Hasbros. When we started this show four and a half years ago, I never thought we would be seeing something like this. We kind of thought what we were seeing at that time was going to be what, with maybe a little bit of an inflation, but we thought 2016, that was going to be kind of the average, like a one, two, three kid between 220 and 260, a billion Bart mint on card between 150 and 170. You know, we kind of thought it was going to be like that. Never in our wildest dreams did we ever think this would be happening. But all I will say is 2020. Yeah, right. (laughs) But look, it all goes into the conversation that we had earlier in the show about nostalgia. Right? It's ruling the day. People want to go back and purchase things that make them happy. We have a wrestling figure podcast because these figures make us happy. I'm buying G.I. Joe figures because they make me happy. And it's a nostalgia. It's that feeling that you get from having something from your childhood And I think a lot of this hysteria with the pricing is really just getting that feeling back of growing up and collecting these figures and these toys. And I don't see anything wrong with it. If you have the funds to do it, 
Absolutely. Buy yourself a full set of green card Hasbros. Mint on card. Why not? If it makes you happy, do it. If it's going to make you happy purchasing them and opening them, do it. It's going to rip our hearts out. But if that's your thing, if that's what's going to bring you happiness, do it. And that's, honestly, these toys, and we've talked about this a lot the last couple weeks, they bring so much joy and they take us back to a happier time as kids. And that's why people are a full swing investing in these things now. They're buying wrestling figures from their childhood. LJNs, Remcos, Galoobs, Hasbros, Older Jacks, BCAs. They're buying these things up because they take you back to a happier time. G.I. Joe's, Masters of the Universe. There's a reason these things are so popular now. Transformers too. There's a reason they're so popular and it's because they take you back to kind of that golden age of growing up and having these things in your collection. And holding them again kind of takes you back there. So look, I'm all for it. Buy all the toys. Go do it. Drive these prices up higher. Who cares? <laughs> so Scott, that rounds out the show. Everybody head on over to Wrestling Toy Tracker where you can see inflated prices such as these over there. You can see where Ryan takes the three-month average and puts it into a database. And you can see the average prices for LJNs, which is another toy line that is just going through the roof, but that's a whole different story. LJNs, Hasbros, Galoobs, Retros, Just Toys, Bendoms. Go check out the prices over there, WrestlingToyTracker.com or Toy underscore Tracker. Scott, Eagle Moss. Yes, Jeff, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life, and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eagle Moss. You can give him a follow on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore, where you can check out all of the cool lines in their line of products from WWE to Star Trek to Batman, Battlestar Galactica, you name it, they've got it. Give him a follow on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Scott, I'm going to throw it back to the podcast buddies. Obviously, I'm going to throw it back to Breaker and Bane, where you just rounded out. Your show was really, really good. I mean, not better than mine, but it was really, really good, dude. <laughs> Thanks. You did, you did really good, man. You did really good. I mean, mine was better, but I, I thought you did really well on that show. Thank you. I pulled a solid second behind you, huh? Yes, you are definitely number two. Hey, so thanks. <laughs> so go check out Breaker and Bane where they do Toy Talk. They have guests on such as Scott and I this past month and Wrestling Talk. So go check out Breaker and Bane and Energy Drink Talk. So go check out Breaker and Bane. You can also download Breaker's side project back to the Nintendo. Scott, over at Doing the Favor, which you can check out on iTunes. Eric is my boy, dude. You know, he's he's a really cool dude. You do you know what Barry said about me, dude? Oh, hey, we're on the right track. You mentioned Barry, but what did Barry say about you, Jeff? So I did the time-lapse video of me rearranging the walls, right? Yes. And Barry said that I, I basically had chicken legs. And he's right. I haven't been to the gym. I, ha- I haven't. I have skipped many of leg days since COVID, so he's right. But he also said that I am just like pasty white. and he's And he's right about that. <laughs> so now, wait are you taking offense to it or are you just agreeing with him no i'm agreeing to but should i make him feel bad of why i'm pasty white uh, go ahead so a couple years ago i had a mole removed that scared the crap out of me luckily it came back uh not cancerous but it scared the crap out of me because scott and my grandfather passed away from melanoma cancer so that's why it scared the crap out of me. And I haven't basically been in the sun for about two years. So I hope you feel bad, Barry. <laughs> wow. You actually did that. I went there, dude. I busted that out. <laughs> I played that <laughs> card. 
Wow. That's like when you tell her your mama joke. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You did that. Oh, I hope you feel he, he probably doesn't feel bad. I'm only joking, dude, <laughs> but <laughs> he's going to double to, down. Watch. <laughs> but the, but the honest to God truth is that's the reason why I haven't been out in the sun. So, but anyways, it is a good show over there. I actually really enjoy it. Barry has some hot takes that I, I thoroughly enjoy. So go check those two guys out over at doing the favor, Steve over at the PPW podcast and his tag team partner, Eric have been doing some fun shows. Steve doing the creator content shows. And then they just did a show on WrestleMania nine. They did the whole entire show. Wow. On nine, huh? Yeah. The whole entire show. And it was pretty funny too, because they had the opening where they were kind of going through the streets and Eric goes, man, this is really cool. I forgot how cool this was, the the beginning of it, right? And Steve goes, yeah, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> he is so right. That's why I was like, wow, they did nine. Okay. I think the best match at nine was probably the Head Shrinkers and the Steiners. I would actually agree with you. They had a great match. Although Tatanka and HBK wasn't too bad. Yeah, you had the whole Luna and Sherry thing that was kind of second fiddle in that. It was it was filler with the match. But, uh, yeah. Well, I know why you hate 9. You have a very clear reason for hating 9. For the same reason you hate 12. Yes. Well, no, I don't hate 12. Well, Brett got screwed at both 9 and 12. That part is true. Yes, he did. No, my, my least favorite is 15. Well, yeah, that's a lot of people's least favorite. And then... 11. Oh, yeah. On Drunk Wrestling History, we actually have a review of 11 that's going to be coming up here within the next month or two. We're not kind to it. It was a horrible show. Yeah, if PPW wants to do another watch-along to a bad WrestleMania, throw 11 in the hopper. Oh, boy. (laughs) There's a scene with Bob Backlund and Jonathan Taylor Thomas backstage. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Dude, it's a good thing that Bob Backlund was not wearing, like, a priest outfit. (laughs) Okay. You'd be asking some questions. They were sitting in a dark room alone together. All right. Check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. (laughs) Each week, Marty and Sarah welcome in their buddies over at Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds Daily on iTunes. And, Scott, you just mentioned Drunk Wrestling History. And is WrestleMania 11 the next one up? It is not. Uh, we're actually going to be getting together in the next couple weeks here. We're going to have more content coming out. Um, Vince Failures, we have the Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome One Night Stand 2005 Watch Along. Those are our two newest. So give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. And we've also got a t-shirt available over at What a Maneuver. One of the future episodes will be on WrestleMania 11. I might have made that same priest joke during the episode, uh, but disregard that. <laughs> also check out rj over at ringside rant he just had dr tom pritchard on good for him man that's oh, a huge good get. get nice yeah that is a huge get and also check out rucker over at boots to the faces scott roll call yes first and foremost as we do every week the amazing the super talented jason wolf give him a follow on twitter at jason wlf he's been doing a ton of sketch cards lately and it's like early 90s wwf and some wcw Loving what I'm seeing. It just goes to show the level of just amazing artistry this guy has. He blows me away every time I see him do a project like that. He's awesome. It's why we use him for our t-shirts. Again, the great, the amazingly talented Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jason WLF. Pollyanna DIY doing some killer projects from enamel pins, t-shirts, 
Give him a follow on Twitter at Pollyanna. That's with two N's, D-I-Y. And rounding out, I want to throw it out to our sponsors, Manscaped. Use code WFP20 at checkout. Save yourself 20% off and free shipping. Head on over to foco.com. That's F-O-C-O.com. Go to checkout after throwing all those cool WWF bobbleheads or WWE bobbleheads in your cart. Use code WFP10. Save yourself 10%. We've got Eagle Moss. Give him a follow on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. All those sweet WWF statues slash WWE statues, legends, current stars. They've got a ring that you can display them in. They look amazing if you want to display them in the box or if you want to display them in the ring. They look incredible. Huge thank you to our sponsors. That rounds out Roll Call. And also, I want you guys to check out this past week's telephone with Ralphie Vibes and Handsome Zach. Zach tells a funny story regarding Trent Seven and Trent Seven grabbing Zach's hand. And uh, anyways, I'll let you guys listen to that. Is this like the Big Show story where Big Show grabs your hand? Uh, It's worse. Oh, oh, is it like a Joey Ryan scenario? Yep. Oh boy. Okay. I'm, I'm definitely going to listen to that one. Check out telephone nine just dropped this past week in our feed. So Scott for episode 231, anything else? Big thank you to the listeners for checking us out each and every week. We truly, truly appreciate your guys' support. Stay safe, stay healthy, fig license 2016 and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 231, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully hosable. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. With the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.